0: casts Podcast Emporium. Gallop, 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 gallop. Go, horsey, go. Catch that ball. Bonk. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is Kendall Hallman. Hello! Yeah, you have a couple of podcasts. you want to do a quick plug beforehand?
1: Sure, sure. Um, so, uh, my main two podcasts are, one is called uh, War and Beast. We are a episode by episode rewatch of the uh 1990s CG- CGI animated uh series beast wars um then i have uh technodrome tales which is a uh an episode by episode rewatch of the 1987 uh ninja turtles series and then um i also do some sporadic other random things ukulele videos and occasional episodes of other uh uh projects, uh and those can all be found at Kendlecast.ninja.
0: The first person we're talking about is Hellcat.
1: I know Hellcat, yep. I saw the Jessica Jones series. Yeah, uh and I read uh Charles Hull's uh she uh, did you read
0: the uh Hellcat uh comic? It's like super fun. I
1: I I I have heard good things um I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't get around to it. I'm sure it's on, I'm sure it's Sun Marvel Unlimited at this point. So I will, de- I would definitely re- revisit it, especially after doing this podcast. Yeah, Hellcat is super
0: fun. And, um, her name is Patsy Walker. Patsy at Walker. At this point, yep. though, she is Patsy Walker Hellstrom.
1: At this point, meaning like in 1987 or whatever. Yeah.
0: Her occupation is former housewife, which I did not know you can get paid for being a former housewife. Um, a former <laughs> model, that I can understand, former adventurer, and now supernatural investigator. She is married at this point also, which doesn't come to often. Uh, she first, who's showed she, up- yeah, who's she married to? Oh, uh, we'll get to that at some point. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Okay. Uh, so she first showed up in. No, uh, in Miss America Magazine, issue number two, in November 1944.
1: Wasn't she, uh, wasn't she, like, in, yeah, she was, like, not originally a superhero character, right? No,
0: she was a, uh, romance, like, it was like a slice-of-life romance person for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the fun thing about that is, she, basically, she was, whenever she was brought into... The, uh, brought into Fantastic Four number three.
1: Uh, oh, that's early.
0: She was, I think she's one of the only, like, crossover characters from something that early that wasn't a superhero. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, I might be wrong though. But I think she's, she's like one of, if not, so she first showed up as a superhero in Fantastic Four number three. The menace of the miracle man. In March 1962.
1: Yeah, that's, because that's like, I mean, Fantastic Four basically started the Marvel Universe, so.
0: Yeah, oh, well, no, she, no, she, as Patsy Walker. She was Patsy Walker in this, and she showed up as Hellcat in Avengers 144. Right, because she, I think she first showed up as, like, a, one of those characters that was, uh, it was when, uh, what was the word, um, women Lib? was okay. happening like the like not for like second wave feminism i want to say second or third not sure but she first showed up as uh in in that as pillcat uh so she was the only daughter of Joshua Walker a aeron- aeronautical engineer and Dorothy Walker a comic book writer when she was a child uh her mother acted as her agent helping her at modeling and commercial work and uh the great thing about this is they tie in her like first appearances in Miss America magazine into her origin as a superhero because basically she got super popular because she was in commercials and she was basically a celebrity in her own right in the marvel universe
1: and also the, com- yeah, her mom being a comic book writer, like, didn't her mom write those comics? Wasn't that a thing?
0: Yeah, and that's also something that comes up in the cur- the modern day Hellcat um, comic, too. Because, like, she's trying to be taken seriously as, like, an investigator, mm-hmm. but everyone keeps on asking her for, like, everyone knows her face as Hellcat and as Patsy Walker, so it's yeah. hard for, so so she gets swarmed a lot by, like, people.
1: In the in the modern in the in that in that uh the 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 Hellcat miniseries, I mean, that was after the Jessica Jones series, which kind of I think, like a lot of these things, kind of reinvented the character a little bit, because she's a super when she shows up in when she shows up like in in Charles Soul's She Hulk, she's a a super goofy character. Is that still? Yeah, she's a thing? super
0: goofy, and I think she was always kind of a goofy character. Like, I mean, obviously she has a serious side,
1: but. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, she, you know, she was big in, she was big in the, in the Charles Hulk, uh, She-Hulk. I, I feel like I've read some Howard the Duck stories where she shows up. Like, she seems to be one of those kind of heroes that shows up in the more comedic side, the comedic side of the...
0: So she married a childhood friend, uh, Robert Baxter, who also appeared in the Patsy Walker comic as her romantic interest, also a tie back, tying back to the Miss America magazine, and he started working for, uh, Roxxon. She also learned Beast's, um, identity, which I think this, it might have been before she was, he was a uh, furry dude full-time, because that didn't uh, happen until oh, later. Oh, okay. That didn't happen okay, until that later. Makes...
1: I mean, if he was a furry dude, then he probably wouldn't have a secret identity.
0: Yeah, he was still just good ol' big hand, big foot person.
1: Yeah, the X-Men used to have secret identities, which is weird. Like, to, Yeah. Because I, I feel like they're all public figures in modern comics.
0: Pretty much. I, like, I think a lot of them still have secret identities, it's just, I feel like yeah, it doesn't come up as much. And also, they tend to be in their own universe anyway.
1: Like, when you read uh, Claremont-era stuff, like, Charles Xavier is, like, speaking out for mutant rights, but he doesn't the world doesn't know that he's a mutant. And, like, even in, like, even in, like, the marriage when, when Jean Grey and, and uh, and Cyclops get married, like, she uses her telepathic powers to dance with, pr- with Professor Xavier, and he's like, oh, but people will see that I'm a mutant, or, or th- that you're a mutant. Like, so it's supposed to be, like, secret, even, like, at her wedding.
0: So, uh, whenever they, f- whenever she found out Beast, uh, secret identity she promised not not to reveal she lists she kept the promise in exchange uh for her becoming a superhero basically eventually uh her marriage to robert baxter kind of just fell apart and she sought out Beast, who was a uh, member of the Avengers at the time. And this was about, this was before, uh this would be before um, X-Factor, the original one, when it was mm-hmm. just the original five. And they were kind of, and I think at the time, Iceman would have been in the West Coast Avengers? Champions, maybe? Yeah, no, it was a Champions, because uh it was led by Black Widow and, like, Ghost Rider is in it, and there was a couple other people. Um, they're LA based. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a real yeah. Team. A Champions team. has, has been a name of, of various Marvel teams who have nothing to do with each other.
0: Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's always like a weird team ups, too, where like you don't really expect that group composition to be that way. Like any group where Black Widow, Iceman, and Ghost Rider are on the same team, it's going to be a weird team almost immediately.
1: Yeah. Um, wasn't there, didn't, uh, wasn't there a, uh, Matt Fraction, uh, Champions, uh, comic in the Initiative? Maybe. Oh no, that was called The Order. That was called The Order.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I don't remember all the team names. So like, it's kind of hard because Initiative has a lot of characters in it. So, uh, she kind of helped the Avengers find out stuff about the brand corporation and she then she discovered a strength amplifying costume worn by greer nelson who identified herself as the cat later known as tigra probably people don't really care that much about
1: yeah she had a she she hooked up with uh scroll hank pym yeah yeah well that was one of them Skrull Hank pym <laughs> uh Okay, so the order was the book, but they almost called the team the champions. That's why I was thinking of that.
0: After a while, the cat suit was confiscated, conf- confiscated by Brain Corporation, and then she basically stole one and be- dubbed herself the Hellcat. Yeah, then she joined the Avengers and, uh, was pursued by Moondragon. Uh, to accompany her to Titan to undergo a period of training. And then, during her stay on Titan, Hillcat's minor psycho- uh, psionic, uh, psionic potential was artificially enhanced. And then she met the uh, Defenders and uh, joined the Defenders. Uh, the team... That is not a team.
1: You, you the, t- the Defenders, you mean like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, right?
0: No, I think at this point... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We need to. Okay. So the Defenders is something I'm going to have to talk about eventually. Um, <laughs> but the Defenders was a team that wasn't a team. It was basically just a bunch of disparate heroes. Normally not on. Normally they didn't have a, a book of their own at the time. Um, first it started out as, uh, Doctor Strange, Namor, Hulk, and them just doing stuff. And then like, and after a while, uh, after a while, it became just a rotating, mm-hmm. p- rotating Silver team. Silver
1: Surfer is usually, is usually Surfer. included in there. Yeah, Silver
0: Surfer. That was the one I was forgetting.
1: The only one from the Netflix series that I feel like could be associated with them is Daredevil. I feel like Daredevil was sometimes associated with the Defenders.
0: Yeah, he probably was. Um, Moon Knight was in there for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just like Valkyrie I want a Moon Knight, was in Netflix there. Just like, a lot of people. Just a lot of people are in the uh-huh. Defenders, sometimes for only one issue. You know, it just <laughs> has one of, has one of my favorite uh panels that you might have seen on on uh the internet at some point where it's just the Hulk with his arms around Doctor Strange and Valkyrie saying, Let us leave this dumb place, friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, but it's pretty cool. But she was in the Defenders for a while. And she became a core member of the loosely organized Defenders for several years. And then she met H- Damien Hellstorm, who Ooh. was in his costume guise of Hellstrom. Uh, I mean, sorry, Damien Hellstrom, also known as Son of Satan, who joined the Defenders for a short while. And after he was cured with this demonic aspect, he found that he was in love. She found that, that she was in love with Hellstrom. And then she decided to marry Hellstrom. And uh, yeah, that's pretty true. Cool.
1: And we'll find out about Hellstrom probably uh sometime soon if he's listed under Hellstrom in the handbook and yeah. not one of his other names.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh she is five eight, so she is as tall as me when I'm in my boots. Uh she has red hair, blue eyes.
1: I feel like sometimes when she's written, it seems like she's a little bit like unhinged. Is that a thing or is that just something that I've like made up because she's goofy?
0: Um, I think she was kind of rebranded as a goofier character a little bit later on.
1: Uh huh. Um, but it's just, you're thinking it's just, it's just that she's being, she's written as goofy and so she does weird things. She's not like, like a moon knight who's actually got like psychotic issues.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, it was a little different than that. Yeah, she's strong because she has her Hellcat costume. Once had the enhanced psionic uh abilities due to the mental simulation of Moon Dragon's uh technology, she could move small objects telekinetically, resist mental control, and on one occasion was able to create a psychokinetic blast force. Um, Moondragon has undone the effects of her psychic uh augmenter since then, Hellcat's psychic ability has returned, but to a far less degree than they were at their peak. She no longer has any psychokinetic powers, but she's still uh, sensitive to certain psychic phenomena, which is, that's what her modern thing is. Like, she can kind of know when magic stuff
1: is happening. And
0: mystic stuff is happening.
1: Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's, yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, she can kind of punch things real well, mm-hmm. and, like, jump around, and she's real good with martial arts. Um, but, uh, she, she later, yeah, she just doesn't have her full psychic powers that she used to have. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool that she has, like, She's, she's this weird character when you think about it. Yeah. Because she, because like, not only did she come from basically a romance comic from the forties, she became a superhero because she took a suit from someone else. It turns out she had psychic powers and they just needed to be unlocked. And now she could just like sense psychic stuff, psychic and like mystic stuff. It's like really weird, like, is she worked as a paralegal, basically? Yeah, for like, a while? yeah,
1: she was like a, yeah, like a paralegal or like a private investigator. Like how many, how many, um, female characters in, in, uh, in the Marvel Universe have worked as private investigators at some point? Almost all of them. Like even like, even like, uh, Spider-Woman, whenever she was,
0: uh, pregnant, she was, Spider wo- Spider Woman did it twice. She did it whenever she was brought back from n- being not a Hydra person, cause she she died in her original series, and they brought her back as Jessica Drew, and then put her back as like the Spider Woman we know and love, except that she was a scroll for most of that time. Um, comic books, yay. Uh, <laughs> and then like. And, like, I don't know what it is with, like, private investigators and just female superheroes, but, like, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) She had uh, a shadow cloak confiscated from an agent of fortune for a brief time. She used it to psychokinetically move things and to produce weapons from the interdimensional pocket. But she eventually decided it was too dangerous to use. And she kind of folded it, she folded it up in its own pocket dimension.
1: She's been around for a long time. It's, it's actually really interesting because she's, she's probably one of the few heroes that has been around. I mean, she is one of the few characters who's been around that since Fantastic Four number three. Uh, but also she's kind of omnipresent the way that a lot of characters from like probably the first 10 issues of Fantastic Four and the first 10 issues of Spider-Man are just everywhere in, in the Marvel universe.
0: And another really interesting thing is she had almost 300 appearances as Patsy Walker. No, yeah, 300 plus appearances as Patsy Walker in the romance books before she became a superhero. Oh, wow. So she had a really long run of being, no, even more. Sorry, I'm going through. There's like, she's been in so many issues before she even became a superhero And that was before the Marvel Universe was started. Yeah, it's really interesting. So like, she's just kind of this weird relic of a character.
1: And they've, and they've tried to reinvent her all these times, so she's, so if you think of it in universe, she's done a lot of weird stuff.
0: Okay, okay, apparently also, here's something that is, uh, a dark stain on 90s comics. Which is, (laughs) I think, most 90s comics. Um, she was also in a thing called Amazing Heroes Swimsuit Edition. No, sorry, <laughs> 80s. This is 80s. Um, but it's basically a bunch of like, uh, it's basically just a bunch of like sexually drawn superheroes.
1: They did. Wa- I mean, this may not have been the same one, but there was a Marvel swimsuit issue that had like the Hulk and the male heroes in it <laughs> yes. too. Yes.
0: I, I honestly, I was, I'm 100% okay with that, because they were sexualizing everyone, like, at one point, like, the Punisher, just, like, the only thing covering up is Ding Dong, was just, like, a Punisher skull. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I'm just, like, I'm 100% okay with that. Like, if you're just gonna, like, draw a bunch of just, like, a bunch of superheroes being, like, nearly naked, and all of them are, including, like including the Punisher? I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> as long as you objectify the Punisher. If you got the balls to objectify the Punisher.
0: Like, you gotta objectify everyone, though. Like, it has to be a, it has to be an equal opportunity, like, everyone is just a piece of meat to be oogled. And they did a good job at that. Like, if you ever get a chance, just look through some of those. Like, you can probably find, like, uh, scans of them online. But look through some of those, because it is it is like it is like a pinnacle of nineties comics. But I think we're done. Honestly. Okay. Cause like as 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 many things we can say about uh Hellcat, it's like she had a lot to in for her. And yep. you can only say so much about it though. Plugs, I guess. What well, what what you got?
1: Well, I mean, I I plugged at the beginning of the episode, War and Beast, Technodrome Tales, and uh KendallCast.Ninja.
0: Sorry, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can find us at Alpha Flight Pod and check out the rest of our shows at the KuroCast group on Facebook. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon, and buy t-shirts and drunk on Redbubble. You can find the links to all this stuff in the show notes below. Um... I'm probably going to be doing, I think I lied in the previous episodes, because uh, I found someone I want to talk about more, a team I want to talk about more, and it's called The Headmen, and it's <laughs> just a bunch of real goofy dudes who have human heads on weird bodies. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about them instead, if this isn't the month after. I'm not sure, but... Whatever. Uh, but what I've been doing on Patreon lately is we've been talking about the teams instead of, cause I do individual characters, we talk about the teams. The first one I did was, uh, the Grapplers, which is a all female superhero team that fought in the unlimited weight class wrestling league. And yeah, so if you'd like to, uh, check that out, that's only one dollar a month. Like, please. Well, there's other things, but if you'd like to support that, you can. Um, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may continue protect you through all of your night travels. Good night!